Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Je m'appelle Peyton. Salut, je m'appelle Jenna. And guess who's here visiting? Peyton's grandpa from France. We're kind of learning French more and more. We've got to take this seriously. Yeah, that's also French. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to finish the Heidi Heckelbeck series. Because, guys, it's almost spooky season! Oh my god, I'm so excited. Actually, I mean, technically it's spooky season, but like, you know, spooky season on the pod. Okay. Heidi Heckelbeck for class president. And we're kind of talking a little bit quieter because Peyton's grandpa is in the room right next to us. So we're trying to be like, you know, polite. Because he just flew 12 hours to get here. Oh, yo, yo. All right, Heidi Heckelbeck for class president. Let's get this going. Chapter 1. Sploosh. Heidi Heckelbeck and Bruce Bickerson talked about narwhals the whole way to school. Narwhals are unicorns of the sea, Heidi said, as the two friends hopped off of the bus and they... Wait, do you want to know a fun fact? Did you know Mm -hmm. that actually isn't a horn? It's actually a tooth. It's a tooth? Yeah. No kidding. Huh. Cool. And they grant wishes with their magical horn... Well, let's see if they know that. Heidi loved these mystery, mysterious whales with the single spiral tusk. Oh, yeah, tusk is a tooth. Okay. Bruce looked at Heidi as if she had a horn. He was a scientist, and scientists love facts. There are so many things wrong with that statement, Bruce declared. First of all, it's not a horn. It's a tooth that grows out of the narwhal's lip. Oh, my gosh, you're right, Peyton. Second, the tooth cannot grant wishes because the tooth is not magical. And third, the most important, there is no such thing as magic. Heidi giggled because, of course, there was such thing as magic. She practiced magic all the time, but she couldn't exactly tell Bruce she was a witch. Uh, okay, she changed the subject. If you're such a great scientist, how can you say magic doesn't exist until you prove it doesn't exist? Bruce laughed loudly, and Heidi was so busy watching him, she forgot to look where she was going. Sploosh. She stepped right into a deep puddle. Cold water filled one of her sneakers, and Heidi hopped back quickly, but the wet muck still seeped into her tights. Gross, she cried. Now what am I going to do? Now what am I going to do? Bruce smirked. Maybe some magic could dry out that soggy sneaker. Heidi rolled her eyes. Very funny. Bruce nudged his friend's shoulder. Then he pointed at the side of the school bus, uh, side of the school building. See that drain pipe, he asked. If that spout were directed behind the bushes rather than on the sidewalk, there wouldn't have been a big puddle to step in. That is true, and it would water the plants, so that'd be smart. Heidi sighed heavily. So what you're saying is science could have helped me? Bruce nodded. Yep, but I'm also sorry that you're... That your day started off on the wrong foot. Heidi looked down at her wet uh-huh. shoe. Me too. 
Ha ha, Bruce. He is just a little jokester. A little joking jokerooner. Oh my god, it's the Joker. It's the Joker. Chapter. It's Batman and Joker. Yeah, Batman Joker. Chapter 2. Class President. Squish. 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 Heidi and her squishy shoe made the mistake of walking by Melanie Maplethorpe's desk. Oh no, Melanie said with a laugh. Heidi's wearing a wet kitchen sponge instead of a shoe is bold is of a shoe is wait Heidi Heidi wearing a wet kitchen sponge instead of a shoe is a bold fashion choice. Everyone look at Heidi's shoe. Heidi hurried over to her desk and made her scrunchy face at Melanie. We should just call her Smelanie because everybody else does it doesn't like her. Yeah. Then her best friend Lucy Lancaster leaned over and whispered, "What's with your shoe?" About <laughs> Heidi rolled her eyes and told Lucy about the evil puddle outside. <gasps> Lucy frowned. That is terrible, she said while scooting closer to Heidi. I have a funny story that might make you feel better. Want to hear it? Heidi nodded. Anything to get her mind off of her clammy shoe. One time before school, I dribbled maple syrup on my shirt, said Lucy. I'm sure, um, I sure hope there's nothing more to this story, Heidi said. Lucy giggled. Well, I didn't notice that there was syrup until... I got to school, and then I bumped into Carter Collins, like I bumped into him, and the the syrup made our shirts stick together. It was so embarrassing. Heidi let out a snorty laugh. Lucy could always make her feel better. Maybe one day, Heidi would be able to laugh about her soggy shoe story, too, but not today. At the front of the room, Miss Welly rang her silver bell. Hello, students, the teacher sang cheerfully. Not, not that the teacher's mean, yeah. but Miss Welly, Miss Welly. Yeah, that's true, that's true, yeah. Hello, students, the teacher sang cheerily. I don't know. We have a surprise guest this morning who has a very special announcement. Principal Pennypacker, the undercover witch, walked into the room. He had on a gray suit and black loafers. He placed his hand behind his back and cleared his throat. Greetings, class, he said. I'm here to talk about the upcoming school election. All the kids murmured with excitement. Now, each class will elect a president, and the president, the principal went on, and then those class presidents will work together to make sure Brewster Elementary is the best school it can be. Does anyone know what it means to nominate a candidate at an election? Stanley Stonewrecker's hand shot up quickly. I do, he said. It's when you name somebody you, you think would make a good candidate. And a candidate is someone who will run for office, like the, like the office of president. Principal Pennypacker smiled and said, that is exactly right. Anyone who would like to run for president must be nominated by a fellow student. Then the candidates must show voters what they would do if they were elected president. At the end of the week, each class will vote. Are there any questions? Laura Lambert raised her hands. Um, can anybody in the class be nominated? Principal Pennypacker nodded. Yes, Laurel. Charles Shin also waved his hand. Does the president get to ride in a limo? The principal chuckled. Sorry, no limos. If there aren't any other questions, then I'll see you on election day. Nobody else raised their hand, so the principal moved on to the next classroom. Heidi sighed and rested her chin on the points of her hands. 
Hmm, I wonder if I would make a good president, she thought. Chapter 3, Down with Puddles. The class broke into small groups to talk about the election. Heidi sat on a group in a group with Lucy, Bruce, Laurel, and Stanley. So Bruce, what what would you do if you were voted class president? Heidi asked her friend. Bruce sat on the edge of his chair and said, oh, that's easy. I would build a state-of-the-art laboratory where students can invent cool stuff, maybe even cure the common cold. Then Heidi turned to Lucy. How about you? Lucy turned her head to one side. Well, I would add more nonfiction books to the library. Also, I would take out our class on a field trip to the chocolate chunkery candy factory. The factory has an indoor roller coaster and they hand out free chocolate bars. Without waiting for Heidi to ask her, Laurel announced, if I were president, students could bring their pets to school every day. Then they would get to play with their furry friends at recess. Well, that's not a promise you can hold, huh? Because that's not allowed. Stanley pretended to be a dog and barked excitedly. Woof, I'd vote for pets at school. Woof, but if I, ma- if I were class president, I would also make sure pizza was on the menu every day. Where are the animals supposed to go? What? I don't know, especially if they don't listen, right? Yeah, they'd have accidents in the classroom for sure. Miss Welly laughed because she had been listening to all of their ideas. I'm not sure a class president would get to make all of those kinds of decisions, even if they sounded like fun. Heidi agreed with her teacher. Fancy laboratories and visits to the chocolate factory did seem a little out of reach. She tapped her pencil against her lips. Well, if I were president, Heidi started, the first thing that I would do is get rid of that yucky puddle by the entrance of the school. Bruce said that all we have to do is redirect the drain pipe to, to empty behind the bushes. Then the bushes would get watered, not our feet. Yeah. Heidi lifted her soggy shoe off of the ground. Down with puddles, she cried. Her friends laughed and cheered for Heidi's idea. Because nobody likes soggy shoes. Chapter 4. Unless Nom- it's in style. Well, yeah, unless it's in style. Unless it's in nominees. Miss Welly made the class switch to switch groups to talk about the election. This time, Heidi sat with Eve Etsy, Carter Collins, Natalie Newman, and Melanie, who did not wait for anyone to ask her what she would do as president. Oh boy, let's see what Mrs. Snobby Snob has to say. When you elect me, I'll put on a school fashion show, Melly bragged. Melly, Melanie bragged. Everybody will dress up, and then one person will be crowned Brewster's most fashionable. Heidi actually loved the idea of a fashion show, even though she thought Melanie would faint if someone other than herself won. Melanie already seemed to be imagining herself as Brewster's top model. That's a really cool idea, Heidi said, trying to be supportive. Eve, what if you were president? Eve grabbed the underside of her chair with both hands. Well, she began, I would definitely get a new get new instruments for the music room and tambourines are missing oh the tambourines are missing jingles and i can never find that mallet for the xylophone eve looked at carter who was sitting next to her music's cool he said and looked around the table but i happen to know a thing or two that every class needs more of and that is recess am i right everybody nodded and cheered very loud yes 
Just then, oh, then just call me president of recess, Carter said. Heidi gave Carter a thumbs up and turned to Natalie. Do you have any potential plans? Presidential plans? Natalie's cheek turned bright red. Not really, she said, looking down at the floor. I mean, I'm not even sure I want the job. Heidi smiled. Well, it's okay. Being president isn't for everyone. Then Miss Welly wrapped her gavel on the desk and everyone looked up from their seats. Time to nominate candidates, she said. Now remember, if you're elected, you will represent our entire class. It will be a position it will be a position of hard work. So if somebody nominates you, you make sure that this is something that you're willing to do. The class all nodded. Mrs. Welly smiled and said the floor is now open for nominations. Lucy's hand shot up first. I nominate Heidi Heckelbeck. Heidi froze as the class cheered. A wave of excitement washed over her. Do you accept the nomination, Heidi? Mrs. Welly asked. I accept, she answered proudly. Then someone else raised their hand and it was Stanley. I nominate Melanie Maplethorpe. Melanie leapt out of her chair immediately. I am so honored, she said, bowing in every direction. Now the whole class had cheered for Melanie, even Heidi. When everyone quieted down, Laurel raised her hand. I would like to nominate Carter Collins, she said. The students really erupted. Everybody liked Carter. He was one of the nicest kids at Brewster. Mrs. Welly asked if they were asked if there were any more nominations, but nobody else raised their hands. Our stage is set, Mrs. Welly said. Would Heidi, Melanie, and Carter please stand as our candidate as our candidates for the president? Heidi stood up and then the kids around them clapped loudly. Wow, she thought, I'm a real presidential candidate. Well, a real class presidential candidate wearing a very soggy, squishy shoe. Merg. Chapter 5, Poster Child. After school, Heidi burst through the back door, followed closely by Lucy, Bruce, and her little brother, Henry. Mom, Dad, where are you? I have really big news, Heidi called out through the house. Mom walked out of the pantry with a packet of lemonade mix. Dad opened the door of his lab. What are you yell- What's all the yelling about? Dad asked. Heidi has big news, Mom said. Everyone, take a seat at the table and I'll get some snacks. The kids all sat down as Mom emptied a bag of popcorn on the table. Everyone took some. Are you ready, Heidi asked. Not yet, Dad said, as he swiped a piece of popcorn and tossed it in the air and caught it in his mouth. Okay, now I'm ready. Me too, Mom said. Heidi stood up. So, my big news is, she paused to let the excitement build up. Lucy nominated me for class president. Mom and Dad both clapped their hands. What an honor, Mom said. How many kids are running? Heidi counted on three fingers. Melanie, Carter, and me. Oh, Carter is the best, hands down, said Henry. I mean, no offense, Heidi, but Carter's great. He reads He reads to he reads to my class once a week. Heidi rolled her eyes and grabbed a handful of popcorn. Well, fortunately, I don't need your vote, Heidi said. This election is for our class only. Speaking of, we should make campaign posters, suggested Bruce. Good idea, Mom. Great idea. Mom, may we work in the kitchen table, Heidi asked. Of course, Mom said as she stirred a pitcher of lemonade for the group.
Heidi ran to the art cupboard and pulled out markers, paints, and poster boards. She set everything on the table. Okay, now we can come up with some catchy campaign slogans, said Lucy. Everyone thought for a moment, and then Bruce picked up the salt shaker and held it like a microphone and began to sing the star-spangled banner, only with different words and off-key. Oh, say can you see? Please vote for Heidi. Hmm, it might sound better on, on the poster, Henry said with a smile. This made everyone laugh, even Bruce. I think you're right. Now, let's get to work. The kitchen was so quiet as the kids worked on their posters. Lucy drew a picture of Heidi's face on hers. Then she stuck a fake mustache on it. Heidi raised an eyebrow. What's with the mustache, Lucy? You'll see, Lucy said as she wrote something underneath the picture. Heidi read it out loud. I mustache you to vote for Heidi Heckelback. Get it? Lucy asked. I mustache you as in must ask you to vote for Heidi. It's perfect, Heidi said. The friends continued working on their posters all afternoon. When, he when Heidi was done, she held up her poster so that her friends could see. Heidi, it said, Heidi Heckelbuck has the magic touch. Vote Heidi on Friday. She had used lots of glitter to make the poster look magical. That's awesome, Lucy said. I'll bet you win. Heidi smiled at her friends as she held up another poster. Thanks, she said. I'll do my best. Chapter 6. One Tough Cookie the next, morning, the next morning, Heidi, Carter, and Melanie hung their posters up at school. Carter's had cool slogans like, Vote for Carter, he's way smarter. And, the longer recess, for longer recess every day, vote for Carter on election day. Okay, but you shouldn't put that if you're not allowed to actually do that. Melanie's posters all had glossy photos of her taped up on them. She posed as, posed as a cheerleader, a judge, and even a mermaid in the pictures. Plus, she autographed every single one of them with a hot darting the, dotting the eye. Not that Heidi cared. She had work to do. She finished hanging all of her posters and returned to her classroom. Time to let my posters do their work. Do, work their magic, she thought. The rest of the class was busy working on an election worksheet, but then Miss Willie clapped her hands. Okay, everyone, it's time to get to know your presidential candidates. Please walk around and read the posters and desks for your candidates. Candidates' questions. Heidi stayed at her desk and waited for her, waited for her classmates to come and talk with her, but nobody stopped by. Everyone wandered into the hallway, and Heidi got up to join them. The students were crowded in the hall, talking to one another and reading posters. Heidi felt silly standing there alone, so she headed to the water fountain. There was a poster above the fountain that read, Free drinks for me, on me, vote for Carter. Heidi giggled and took a quick drink. Then she headed down the hall where the big table had been set up. All of the kids were stopping there. Along the way, there were Melanie's posters. Oh, there were more Melanie posters. One was taped to the mirror. When Heidi looked at herself in the reflection, it seemed like Melanie was standing right next to her. The poster read, Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest president of all? Vote Melanie. Heidi had to admit, that was really good. Great poster. As she approached the table, Heidi wiggled her way to the front and to the front, and her mouth dropped open. Stanley Melanie and Stanley were handing out free cookies. Ah, 
That's the way to get a kid to vote for you. Have a Maplethorpe victory cookie, Melanie said Melanie, handing a treat to Heidi. The maple flavor will remind you to vote for Maplethorpe. Heidi stared at the cookie and then back at Melanie. You can't buy people's votes. Melanie gave a shrug and handed a principal handed principal Penny Packer a cookie. The principal held his cookie in front of Heidi. Cookies are fine, he explained. They're a wonderful way to make a candidate stand out. Heidi sighed. Then she chomped angrily at her cookie. It was soft, chewy, and absolutely delicious. Ah, merg it all, she thought. Why does Melanie's cookie have to be tasting so good? Heidi snuck another bite before throwing her treat away. One thing was for sure. Melanie Maplethorpe was going to be one tough cookie to beat. Chapter 7. Pep Talk At dinner, Heidi twirled her spaghetti for a very long time. How's the campaign trial, Mom asked. Were your posters a big hit? I'm sure they were with all that glitter. Heidi sighed and lifted her fork. My posters were fine, she said. (sighs) But Melanie handed out cookies and everyone loved them. Henry finished slurping up his spaghetti and said, Oh, I had one. Best cookie ever. Heidi dropped her fork and it clinked on the edge of her bowl. Exactly, she complained. How am I supposed to beat that? The best cookies ever? Henry waved his hand at Heidi to get her to get her attention. That's easy, he said. Just promise everyone that you'll get in the class that they'll get straight A's. Then you'll get all the votes. Dad laughed. Giving out cookies or giving better grades, it doesn't make a class a good class president, he reminded them. Well, it does if you're voting for the best tasting cookies, Henry said with a fake cough. That's true, Dad announced with a wink. But since Heidi is running for class president, she needs to, her ideas to reach the voters. Will you be able to give a speech? Heidi just nodded gloomily and said, we have to give a short speech. Dad snapped his fingers. There's your chance, he said. A speech allows you to talk about how you can make a difference. Show your classmates how you can solve a problem. That's what voters voters really want. Heidi sat up in her chair. She had a little twinge of hope. Maybe dad's right. Maybe I can make a difference. Chapter 8. A President Voice The rest of the week went by so quickly, and soon Heidi was in her room staring at a blank piece of paper she needed to write for her her, she needed to write her speech for the next day. Heidi scribbled down a first sentence and then read it out loud. Hi, I'm Heidi Heckelback, and if I am voted class president, I will solve all of our school's problems. No, scratch that, she thought. That sounded way too powerful. She rewrote the end of the sentence. I'll help all our problems go away. Heidi crossed that off too, wondering what exactly are the school's problems anyway. Aside from the drain pipe that needed to be removed, Heidi couldn't really think of any. She frowned. How am I supposed to write a winning speech if I don't even know what to talk about? Hmm, this calls for a little magic. Heidi stood up from her desk and slid her slid her book of spells out from under the bed. She studied the chapter, chapters and found the perfect spell. How to have a president voice. Have you been nominated for president of a class club, a class, or a business? Perhaps you're wondering what to say to your voters. If you want to be a good leader and have all the pre- have a presidential voice, then this spell is for you. Ingredients. A dash of sugar. A light bulb. An organizer. And a paper heart.
Mix these ingredients together in a bowl and hold your Witches of Westwick medallion over your heart and chant the following spell. Leaders have an open mind, listening ears, and thoughts that are kind. Listen to a leader's choice. When you do, you'll find your voice. (laughs) Heidi collected the magic ingredients in a large bowl. Then she held her medallion over her heart and chanted the spell. Sparkles swirled and lifted Heidi right off of the floor. Then she gently drifted back down. Heidi hopped to her feet and ran back to her desk to work on the speech. She sat there until bedtime, but oddly, not one idea came to her. Perhaps the spell was a dud. Chapter 9. Speech, speech. Oh boy. The next morning, Heidi woke up to an odd sound. A small plane buzzed in the sky over her house. Heidi looked out the window and saw something trailing behind a plane. It was a banner. Vote for Melanie Maplethorpe was written in giant red fluttering letters all over the town. Heidi rushed to get ready for school. There was no time to lose. She grabbed her backpack, a granola bar, and then ran, ran straight to the bus stop. Bruce, Bruce Beltran, Heidi's neighbor, was also early that morning. Oh, oh, Bryce, sorry. Bryce Beltran. Oh my gosh, Heidi. Did you see Melanie's cool banner, Bryce asked. Heidi didn't really know what to say, but that didn't matter because when Heidi opened her mouth to answer Bryce, nothing came out. Her voice was gone. Heidi touched her throat and thought, Merg, how am I going to give a speech if I've lost my voice? Bryce stared at Heidi. Are you okay? Oh, wait, you must be saving your voice for the big speech today. Heidi nodded because that's all she could do. Luckily, Bryce was great at talking, and she let Heidi rest her voice for the whole bus ride. At school, students were watching the plane with Melanie's banner circling in the sky. It was the only thing the kids were talking about, at least until Melanie arrived with one hand one arrived to hand out even more of her famous cookies. Heidi wanted to scream, but she couldn't, so instead she stormed off. Miss Welly had set up a podium and three chairs in front of the classroom. Three chair, uh, the rest of the class entered. As the rest of the class entered, the candidates took their seats by the podium. Welcome to the class presidential election, Miss Welly announced. Our candidates will each have five minutes to speak. When the speeches are done, students will cast their votes. Melanie, you may go first. Melanie's blonde hair swished back and forth as she pranced over to the podium. She waited politely for her classmates to stop clapping. Hi, everyone. As you know, my name is Melanie Maplethorpe, and I'm here to say that I, that it would be a treat to be your class president. So remember to vote sweet. Vote for Melanie. The class cheered, but when the, cla- when the applause died down, the classroom became quiet. Everyone waited for Melanie to say more, but Melanie just stood there. Soon, it began to be uncomfortable. And Miss Welly had to step in. Melly, do you have a Melanie? Do you have a speech prepared? She asked. Melanie simply shook her head. No, that's all I wrote. She said. Then Melanie held a tub of cookies. Would anyone like another cookie? But nobody did. Um, thank you, Melanie," said Miss Welly. Now 
let's hear from Carter. The kids cheered again, and Carter waved to his classmates and as he stepped up to the podium. Hey, I'm Carter Collins, he said with a smile. If I were elected to be class president, we would have the best foods at lunch every week. Cheesecake, cheesesteak subs, hot dogs and pizza. And since I love kickball, I would make sure that we have tons of kickballs on the playground. And of course, if you vote for me, you'll get a ton more resets. So vote Carter. The class whistled and clapped and cheered. Heidi clapped too, but she thought Carter's speech only covered what he wanted. Other kids looked that they other kids looked like they felt the same. It was Heidi now it was Heidi's turn. She peeked into her notebook. Had a speech magically appeared? Nope. There was just one word written on the page. Listen. Heidi, suddenly Heidi knew what she had to do. She didn't go to the podium. Instead, she moved her chair to sit with the class, and then she took a deep breath and tested her voice. My name is Heidi Heckelbeck, and I don't want to talk I don't want to talk about me. I want to listen to you, my classmates. What do you want to, what do you make oh wait, what would you do to make our school a better place? The words flowed out of her, and now Heidi waited for her for her class to respond. Bruce raised his hand. We need we really need new lab equipment. He said, Heidi thanked Bruce for sharing and then called Stanley. The swings on the playground are rusty and squeaky. They need to be cleaned. Heidi thanked Stanley for pointing this out. And then she called on Laurel. The water fountain is too strong and the water goes up my nose when I drink, she said. Everyone laughed, even Mrs. Welly, who then signaled that Heidi's time was almost up. Thank you all for sharing those ideas with me, Heidi said. If I'm elected class president, I promise that I will always listen to you and help in any way that I can. The class whistled and cheered for Heidi. Miss Welly stood at the front of the class and said, Our candidates have spoken. Now it's time to vote. Aw, that was a cute idea. Chapter 10, Vote Here. All of the candidates were listed in alphabetical order on the ballot. Mark your choice for president, Mrs. Welly instructed, and then drop the ballot in the box in the ballot box. Mrs. Welly held up the ballot box for everyone to see. It had a red, white, and red and white stripes on it, and on the side, this is where all the kids would place their ballots. Vote here, she said, and pointed to the opening. Everyone in the class studied their ballots. Heidi circled her name and folded her ballot in half. She could hear the others marking their votes as she, they, as she dropped her ballot into the box and returned to her seat. Then, when all the votes were in, Miss Willie handed the box to Principal Pennypacker. The principal left the room with the box. He was the official ballot counter. The students whispered to one another while they waited. Everyone wondered who would win. Heidi watched the clock. It was so slow. Finally, Principal Pennypacker returned to the classroom and the whispering stopped. Well, it was a very close race, said Principal. Are you ready to hear the results? Yes, the class cried. He handed the envelope over to the teacher, to their teacher. Mrs. Willie unsealed it and pulled out a piece of paper. The winner of the presidential election is Heidi Heckelbeck. The class erupted even Carter and Melanie would cheer for her, for Heidi. Well, Mrs. Welly invited 
Heidi to stand in front of the class. Congratulations, Heidi. Is there anything that you'd like to say as our new class president? Heidi nodded. First, thank you so much for electing me, she began. Thank you to the other candidates, too. Carter had some really cool ideas, and Melanie made everything look tasty and amazing. As your class president, I would like to ask Carter and Melanie to work with me. Carter and Melanie looked at each other and then back at Heidi. We're in, they said at the same time. Now the students went wild. And as she, as Heidi looked at her class, she promised herself that she would be the best President Brewster Elementary had ever seen. Well, that is just darling. And Peyton, yep, she's asleep. Shocker. <laughs>